entrepreneurs, and then there's Kelly Killer and Ben Simone. With an incredibly successful resume that includes a glowing fashion career, successful businesswoman, author of many best-selling books, TV personality best known for her appearance on Bravo's Real Housewives of New York, and top real estate broker, Kelly is a guest unlike we've ever had on the J-Rod Concerts podcast. We are very happy to have Kelly talk about her fashion career that took her all over the world and featured her in everything from Elle, Cosmo, and Harper's Bazaar, her path to best-selling author, and of course, her passion for music and rock and roll. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, please subscribe and rate five stars uh, when you're in it, as it really helps us out with uh, with visibility and going up the iTunes ratings. And um, yeah, this is the interview with Kelly Killer and Ben Simone. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. How are you, Kelly? I'm well. How are you? Thank you so much for your time. You know, we really have not had anybody like you in, in, in the podcast, in the show before. We, we only have, you know, music people, artists. We've had, uh, you know, tour managers, producers. But you are the ultimate rock star when you look at the definition of what a rock star is. Thank you. you. Yeah, even even now, like giving back, like you do all the boxes. You know, you've you've lived good. You're giving back to the world. You're kicking butt. So, hey, man, you know what? You're perfectly you fit, perfectly, Kelly. So, thank you for your time. Thank you, thank you. That's so sweet of you to say. I appreciate it. No, of course, of course, Kelly. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I want to talk to you a little bit about your career. Want to want to finish up with uh with your latest pot with your latest podcast and your latest projects, but. But first of all, before we get back, before we go back to the beginning and all that, I do want to ask you, you know, how are you? How have the past two plus months been for you with, with uh, Thetis and C and, and everybody? I mean, you know, it's been tough for everybody, I mean, not just for me and my kids, but obviously for everyone across all over the world. <clears throat> I mean, you know, being in quarantine hasn't been that simple, not being able to be with your friends and family, not being able to do the things that you love you know, kind of having to reinvent yourself, you know, money being an issue. I mean, it's been, I think it's been really a hard time for the world as a whole. And, you know, what I really think is so amazing is that there's been two kinds of people. So there's been the kind of people that are like complaining and, you know, saying like how horrible their life is. And, and there's the other kind of people that are really being proactive and doing the things that they can do like on their level. So for example, with my girls and I, we're not in New York City. And the minute that, you know, COVID-19 hit New York City, my youngest daughter was in New York. I, I immediately took her out. Um, we were there for Sandy. We were there for 9-11. I just didn't feel like we needed to be there for another disaster. And, um, you know, it's just been fascinating to see, like, even that, that we're so far away, you know, we are proactively promoting food bank to make sure that everybody realizes that, you know, you can have a free meal every single day um, with their Get and Grow program. So that's been really important to us. And there's been so many people on like such incredible big levels, like the Kardashians are doing things on, you know, such massive, massive levels to help others. And it's just been fascinating to see, you know, the level of, the level of, um, of care that, you know, everyone has been giving to others. I really appreciate that so much. 
Yeah, yeah. And just for the record, you've done this even from before. I mean, just one of your past jewelry lines, the one that you sold at Intermix also was helping Food Bank. So uh, this is obviously something dear and near to your heart. That's nice. I've worked with Food Bank. We worked with them over 11 years. So we worked with them in the pantry. We worked with them in the warehouse. We have, you know, wrapped Christmas presents. We work with the seniors. Um, We've worked in, I mean, we've worked literally in every single aspect of Food Bank and, you know, to work with people in my neighborhood and make sure that they you know, have food and, you know, are having us have a smile on their face when they come to the pantry to get their groceries. I mean, that is the most, that, that you can, that's priceless. It's, there's no amount of money that you can give that will give you that. That's a, that's a, that's a great line, Kelly, for sure. So of course, you know, you're, you're a world-class ex-supermodel, entrepreneur, author, TV personality, and now you're like a super successful real estate broker. But where does this, where does this hybrid of success start? It starts in Illinois, right? So you attended this school, Keith Country Day School. It has a really notable alumni list uh, when we were doing research. Uh, It has, you know, Fox News anchors, Harvard medical scholars. Uh, How was it attending uh, the school days for you? What was it like? So it was me and my twin brother and 19 other students. So it was super tiny, but it was a very um, competitive environment. And um, yeah, there were a lot of, like uh, two of my, two of my, uh, one classmate and then another um, one year, two years younger. We all went to Columbia. Um, One went to Trinity with me. You know, I mean, there's a lot of great kids that come out of that school. I think it's because it's just, it's a small school. You get a lot of attention. Um, There's a lot of AP classes. You know, it's like you just get your work done and then you, you enjoy yourself. And I think that's one thing that I really learned from going there is, you know, to just get the homework and the things done so I could really do the other things that I really enjoy. And that was a really great life lesson for me because most people are like, oh, I'm going to get to that. I'll do that when. I'll do that, da, da, da. like even like during the pandemic, I mean, I'm translating that now. Like I got my license in Florida. I just, I'm writing, you know, I'm, re- I'm writing a new, a new book um, that's coming out in January. And it's just like, I'm just making really good use of my time. And that really came for my formative years. That's awesome. That's great. Um, cool. <laughs> and you mentioned Columbia. Uh, it, it, you started pursuing literature and writing here, right? You, and you've yeah. done seven books, if I'm not mistaken. That's, that's impressive. That's pretty prolific already. Uh, was this always a passion of yours? Where does this uh, writing itch came from? Uh, where did it came from? Yeah. Well, when I was modeling, you know, when I, I was modeling in the ice age. And so, you know, now it's like you see everyone like, you know, on these private phones, on Instagram, that's not, that was not, the, that's not real modeling life. Real modeling life is, you know, you're really young, you're traveling all over the place, you're typically by yourself. Um, you know, I was traveling to, you know, um, Africa when I was, you know, 17 years old. I mean, you know, just by yourself. So it's not, it's, it's, it was a totally different kind of world. And so you were a supermodel, right? Like in the, you know, when you were a model, the supermodels were like, oh my God, it was like the cusp. Not by yourself. I mean, you, you didn't, you know, it's not like you had like your publicist with you and your manager. I mean, you literally traveled everywhere by yourself and you were alone but most of the time or you maybe had one person that went with you so it was a, just a different time and so i used writing as a way to like connect with what i was doing and i also you know i was like i don't even know who's going to ever know what i'm doing so i wrote it down so that my kids can you know read all my journals and kind of see like what i was thinking and where i was going and what i was doing that's really nice good idea there and yeah. obviously you just mentioned you started so young uh were you always so like super focused on, on where you wanted to be, what you wanted to do? Where does this hunger and this focus come from? I mean, adults go their whole lives without this kind of thing. And you had it at 16. 
That's so, that's so nice of you to say. Um, I, you know, my dad's um, very well educated and he just, you know, encouraged us to, you know, always be the best versions of ourselves. And he always wanted us to, you know, think out of the box and do things differently. And he really heralded and cheerleaded us to do, you know, my brother's a lawyer, my sister's a lawyer, my sister, you know, I mean, he, my parents really encourage us to, to really go for it and to not, you know, to be like, you have an education, you, that's your backbone. So you can just do whatever you want because you can always fall back on education. You'll never have to worry because you have education. And that was such a really strong message to have like that confidence. Like, I mean, a lot of my other friends did not have that confidence. Mm. It wasn't financial confidence. It was, you know, I, I studied it. I learned it. I recognized it and I have it in my tool belt. And that's like a really, I think that's a, that's a really important message for a lot of kids. Oh, sure. Sure. Okay. And did you have a couple of crucial moments when you, when you were starting out like that changed your, your modeling trajectory? Like maybe you met X person in X, you know, in a line at, at a coffee shop and, and you, you know, like a, like a moment where the stars aligned, if you will. Um, you know, I had a really pretty diverse career. I mean, I worked for everyone. I worked for Vogue. I worked for Bazaar. I worked for, I worked for everybody. And I, I think that like the fact that when I, you know, when I went to, when I was an American, I mean, I was working for Elle and I was working for Ann Taylor and I was, I, that was like my, one of my first clients. What I was the name and the face of Ann Taylor when I was 16. And I, I don't really think that there was like a, this, like, you know, one moment that was like, oh my God, like now you're going to make it. It was more that like, I had this all American spirit and smile and energy and confidence. And wherever I went, people were just like, yeah, I'll take her. I'll use her. I'll use her. And I mean, even to this day, one of my editors that I worked with in Italy, like I follow on Instagram and, you know, I guess just like that kind of like wholesome, genuine, you know, I was a hardworking, I showed up on time, you know, <laughs> like a mess. I didn't have, you know, I didn't, wasn't creating issues for myself. I just was like doing what I could do and trying to be the best that I could be. And people wanted to work with me as a result. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I can see why. Okay. Yeah, and um, that was like a big thing too. I was like healthy. I wasn't like too skinny, mm -hmm. I wasn't like starving all the time. I wasn't drinking. I was really, I was healthy and that yeah. resonated with a lot of people. You're beyond your years and so young, just those things, you know, beyond time, those things matter. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> yeah Later in life, i'm not so great with the time but when i was <laughs> back then you were okay and uh of course you know when you were so young you you were going to this like you know a-list crazy hamptons parties for example you know in, in the research we found out you went to you know calvin klein's heyday parties darren star parties um back then for, you know for for most of us that haven't been in that situation especially young take us take us in there like what is that vibe like a little bit so yeah, gosh, you did your homework. Um, so yeah, I mean, these parties were just, you know, you just walk into these beautiful epic homes with, you know, a sea of like the most amazing food you've ever seen and like the most handsome and beautiful um, men and women serving food. And just like literally you would walk around and it would be like literally everybody. And I mean, you know, I was hanging out with like Renee Zellweger and like all these different people and uh, I, met, I met so many different people um, at those parties and 
it was interesting because, you know, they're just like us, you know, it's like, I was like, oh my God, they're so amazing. They're so cool. They're so this, they're just like you and me. They came from somewhere. There was one big mistake that they made that really like had, you know, created this huge fire in them so they could be successful. I mean, it's just like every single one of them had a story of, you know, how, you know, they wanted to be, they wanted to be amazing and they went for it. And it was just like really fascinating for me so young. And I was like, Oh my God, like I can, I, if I just go for it, I'll, you know, I'll be successful. And I just continue to go for it. I just never, I just never think it's not a possibility. I just go for it. Kelly, I think you should add like another line to your resume. It's like life coach, motivational inspiration. Cause like after this talk, I'm ready to like break the glass. I think people are going to go and pursue their dreams. It's like amazing. No, but I, I really believe that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. No, I really, really, really believe that. And it's like, I've had a career of people telling me no. And so I was like, oh, okay, you don't want me to do it. Well, I'll just do it this way and just doing it. Like, I've just never been the kind of person that will allow anyone to tell me no, because I could, I would just figure out another way to do it. And yeah. not, like, not because I knew people that were rich and famous, just because I was a doer. And also little things like, you know, someone would invite me someplace, I would write them a thank you note. And they would be like, oh, I really appreciate that. And people would comment on it and be like, you know, she, she went out of her way to write a thank you note. It's little things like that that keep you in people's forefront of their minds. Like, you know, every January, like I just write like little emails, like, you know, hey, checking in, hope you guys are great. You know, I don't write like, give me a job, help me. It's more like, you know, I'm just checking in to see like, you know, how I can help you, you know, whatever, with whatever you're doing. And I think when you like switch the gears, I mean, everyone is so obsessed with like, you know, making that money and when I make a million dollars and instead of just like trying to every single day do something that's going to put themselves out there so people are going to see them in a different way. Mm, yeah. So pivoting a little bit from, um, from modeling, you know, you started doing a bunch of really, really great stuff. Like we mentioned uh, jewelry design, for example, uh, books, you started in TV. Let me ask you for a second about jewelry design. You've done, I think, five lines of jewelry design. Okay. Seven. There you go. Um, <laughs> Apologies. So <laughs> when you start a new one, um, do you get inspired like, like when an artist gets inspired to do a new album cycle, you know, like, like how does like a new line inspiration process comes from? So the genesis of my jewelry lines, I actually started making these friendship bracelets um, in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, when I was 15 years old, just kind of like a new way. And I made them out of fishing lures. And then um, when I started traveling, I was wearing these little bracelets and I was making them for all my friends. And then I, when I was traveling, I would like see, find all these amazing medallions. And so I started adding the medallions onto the fishing lure necklaces. And that's when they really became something. So, you know, you're asking me like what inspires me, but the bigger, the more important question is like, I wasn't, I wasn't making jewelry. I was doing something I love and I was intrigued by something else and other people liked it. And so then I sold it. So it's, a, it's like a different kind of mindset. It's, it's like exactly what we were talking about just five minutes before. Like I'm not the kind of person that's like, oh, I'm going to sit here and draw something because that's not who I am. That's, yeah. I'm a synthesizer. I mean, if I were, if I could draw, you know, I would be, you know, doing other things, but that's not what I do. I'm a synthesizer of of, you know, culture of, you know, I, I see beautiful things. I just put them together. And then people are always asking me, how did, how did you do that? Where'd that come from? I want one. And then I just, you know, make more and sell them. Yeah. And it was really fun too. When I was on HSN selling 
my seventh line. So my first line was at Barney's. My second line was at Bergdorf Goodman. And then my seventh line was at HSN. And the storytelling of the first line at Barney's and the storytelling of the seventh line at HSN were the exact same storytelling. Mm. You know, I wanted to bring my bohemian vibe to every woman all over the world. And, you know, they may not be able to buy the little medallions that I had, you know, found when I was like in Panarea, Italy, but I can recreate those medallions so that every single woman can have that kind of carefree vibe or that kind of, you know, storytelling like, oh, I bought this necklace from Kelly that she bought when she got in Italy and I love Italy so much. And then I mixed it up with one of my crosses and then I mixed it up with, you know, the peace sign or my, you know, my dog's paw or whatever it is. Like jewelry is a really good way of creating storytelling about like things that you really care about. You're wearing them on your neck. That's like major real estate. Mm. So um, it was just really fun for me to bring that line from, you know, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin to Barney's all the way to HSN. That's, yeah, that's formidable. Okay, and let me ask you a little bit about your, your as an author, you're a, you're a prolific author, basically, and you've done a couple of, you know, in the spirit series uh, books, which are really beautiful, the ones with the, of the Hamptons, very, yeah. very nice, one and two, a sequel, which is rare. That means they were rare, very good and very popular. Um, yeah. Where did the idea to write a book about the Hamptons came from? Obviously, you love the Hamptons, you're synonymous with it. Um, but tell us a little bit about your writing and, 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 and uh, your writing process. So we just talked about this on my, um, my daughter and I just have this new podcast called Kiki B Loves, blah, 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 blah. And we talk about writing, you know, her love of books because she's a great reader. And so we're talking. I just want to clarify, that's the name, KB, blah, blah, blah. Like the words, blah. Okay, KB Loves, blah, 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 blah. Okay, you weren't just saying blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> it's clarifying. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's all about like, blah, 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 because that's what people are always talking about, you know, blah, blah, whatever. Perfect. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought that was like a kind of a funny, cheeky podcast, especially since she's 19 and I'm 52. It's like a fun way of like talking about different things. Um, but anyway, uh, so we were talking about In the Spirit of the Hamptons. In the Spirit of the Hamptons came from, I was uh, very young. Um, I was 22 years old and I was writing for Hamptons Magazine. Um, and I was trying to figure out a way. My, my editor-in-chief gave me this huge list of all these different people to call. Um, for advertisers to go in and meet them and just say, hi, I'm Kelly. Like, what can I do to help you? And so when I was going in to meet all these different, all these different um, advertisers, they were just saying, well, oh, we have this product and that product. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I work for Hamptons Magazine. I'm in New York City. How am I going to fuse the two where, you know, the readers, the demographic in the Hamptons are going to really want to see the product that I'm creating, um, that I'm, I'm focusing on that comes from New York. Like, why would they do that? It's like the Hamptons is like a vacation destination. Who cares about like some men's shirt from, you know, some designer. And so I created this column called In the Spirit of, which was a column. People love numbers. People love to be in lists. And so I created this column called In the Spirit of, and it was a list of everything within a certain type. So I did In the Spirit of you know, um, hedonism and the spirit of green and the spirit of Memorial Day weekend and the spirit of the Hamptons. Um, and so one of my, uh, when Prosper Asseline was, you know, he was like, your columns are so great. Everyone wanted to be in the columns because they were a list. It's a small list of 20, of 20 items um, <clears throat> and everybody wanted to be in it. And so Prosper Asseline is like, you need to write a book. And my ex-husband was like, she needs to write a book about in the spirit, in, in the spirit of the Hamptons. 
because she knows everyone in the Hamptons. I literally went and met every single person. I was like, oh, you're a pharmacist? Hi, I'm Kelly. Oh, you, you know, grow these amazing trees? I'm Kelly. Oh, you, you're a boniker? I'm Kelly. I mean, I was literally going out there and meeting everyone because I wanted the Hamptons to respect me, but I also, because I already had the respect from New York, but I wanted the people in the Hamptons to respect me. And so I met all of them. And so I wrote this book that really kind of um, details the history of the Hamptons. I mean, it's like literally back to, you know, the 1600s. And that was not easy. That's not like, people are like, oh, I can write a book. Today, anyone can write a book. I used to just Google and like pull some images together and, you know, put some content together and it's a book. Back then, I mean, I had to go to the library and then I had to interview people yeah. and cross-check their anecdotes. And I mean, it was a really fascinating time. I learned so much about the art world, about, you know, uh, about architecture, about the Hamptons, about the Bonnikers, about, um, you know, just the social history in general. It was just, a, it was a really, um, really, really interesting book. And I'm so grateful I got to write it. Wow, Kelly, that's, um, that's amazing. You've been super generous with your time, but before letting you go, I want to definitely ask you some music questions and uh, kind of bring it up to theme because I have a sense you have really good uh, music taste, music DNA. What was your first ever concert, Kelly? Your first ever concert? My first ever concert was Prince. Prince, wow. That's yeah. not a bad way to start. Prince, Met Center, Rockford, Illinois. Prince, it was pretty major. That's pretty major. What do you remember from that show? I, remember, I mean, I remember him just, I was like literally right in front of the, con of the, of, of the uh, stage. And um, I just remember him just being like, I thought he was so handsome and cool. He was so opposite of like anyone that I had ever met before. Um, and, you know, he was just great. He was really fun. And I, and I cut this sweatshirt. So I had this like cool off the cold soldier sweatshirt. And then I had like a denim skirt that I put leather in. So I had this like kind of 80s bohemian vibe and I was feeling gorgeous. That's great. That's great. Do you listen to music with, with your daughters? Do you have like a, like a band or artists that you all share in common? Um, we, all, we all listen to a lot of, we listen to a lot of music together, but my kids have totally different tastes. Like yeah. um, I actually wrote, like all the music is so different. Um, mm -hmm. So like my youngest daughter, um, she loves Nirvana. She loves like oh, some by Steels and Steels and Cross. Um, she's like, I love the walrus by the Beatles. My oldest daughter, C, she loves country. Um, she loves Luke Combs, When It Rains It Pours. Um, one of her other favorite songs is My House by Diana Ross. I love that song too. Oh, very good. Um, so yeah, so we have some really fun music tastes. Okay. Okay. Great, Kelly. What is a song that you would say, this is a tough one, that describes your life? A song that describes your life? Because your life is unique. Uh, how about um, <laughs> Know Your Worth? Know Which your worth. one? Know Your Worth by okay. Disclosure. Oh, wow. Look at you. Very good. That's yeah. awesome, Kelly. No, that's great. That's great. This has been uh, super enjoyable. You know, I actually, I actually feel like I met you once years ago. Well, I saw you more than meet. Uh, I was, when I was in Miami Radio in Y100, I went to the Miami Swim Show at yeah. the... Uh, I forgot if it was the Delano or the Shelbourne, one of those. It was the, and the Delano. Yeah, I think it was the, the Delano. Yeah, I was the host. Yeah, I, you were the host. I would you were the host. Yeah. You were the host. And, I, and you know, I, I was thinking about that the other day when, I, when checking in on the background. I'm like, oh, my God, I was totally there. Like 2005, six, something like that. That's so funny. Yeah, I wrote it for Lycra. That was really uh, That's awesome. That's great, Kelly. Kelly, this has been super enjoyable. I could talk to you for hours, days, weeks. This is awesome. I really appreciate all your research. It means a lot. Thank 
Everybody. No, of course. I mean, it's easy. You have such a prolific career. You've mm -hmm. done uh, so many things and so many things well. So, so it's, uh, it's, it's very cool to talk to you. Kelly, thank you so much for your time. And continue to stay safe, all right? Thank you. You too. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.